I'm the fantasy pharmacist, and I'm prescribing you championships. Welcome to week three of the Fantasy Pharmacist. I hope all your fantasy seasons and betting seasons are going well after the first two weeks. And if not, just remember it's the first two weeks. There's still, let's see, this year, 16 more weeks to go, which is so exciting that we basically still have a full season ahead of us and that extra week. We get football all the way till February 20th this year, people. It's awesome. So we're going to start out by jumping into the Thursday night football game. We have the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans, and that's all we're going to go over in this short one today. And we will start with when the Houston Texans have the football, because basically the biggest storyline of, of this game this evening is what is Davis Mills, and is he ready for the NFL? Davis Mills is the new quarterback for Houston. Terod Taylor, unfortunately, got injured last week, and he was such a major key to why the Texans' offense has been a little bit surprising for everybody. They put up 37 points against Jacksonville in an awesome win, and then they put up 21 points against a stout Cleveland defense. But this is the first game that Davis Mills will start in the NFL, and he only had 11 games of college or 11 started games in college. So this is his 12th non-youth or high school football game in his career. Um, so it'll, it'll say a lot about who he is and, and what he has the potential to be, I think. Unfortunately for him, this is a pretty terrible team um, or a terrible offense for him to work with in his first NFL debut, or I guess his only NFL debut, but his first NFL game. And he's going up against a very stout Carolina defense that has surprised a lot of people um, to start the season in the first two weeks. So let's look at the Texans. You would think when they have a new quarterback, they're going to be relying on the run a lot. But in order to do that, you need to have a fairly solid offensive line. And they that is not what the Texans have. They have Tunsil at the left tackle there. But other than that, they really don't have anyone on the line. And especially in the middle, which is where you want a lot of strength on offense, if on the offensive line, if you're anticipating to run it a lot, especially when the defense is anticipating for you to run it a lot as well. Now for the Texans, they do have, they run a lot of two tight end sets this year with Pharaoh Brown and Atkins there. But for both of them, they are primarily blockers. So what the Texans and Wilt Mills will gain with having those two tight ends blocking for the majority of the game, he loses in an an offensive weapon that he can go to, and it's an easier scheme for defenses um, to prevent when when you can almost always rely that those tight ends are going to be blocking. Now we saw Farrah Brown actually put up some good numbers in Week One against a pretty ja- a pretty bad Jags defense. I don't think he's going to be as successful against Carolina against Carolina. And I don't think Davis Mills is going to be targeting the tight end position as much as we would think. Normally, when we have a new quarterback, and especially an inexperienced quarterback uh, under center, you would think that a lot of the targets are going to go towards the tight ends and to the running backs, where they have Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. All guys that are, well, at least with Lindsay and David Johnson, fairly good pass catchers, um, and Ingram's fine. 
we did not see that in the 18 attempts that Davis Mills got last week. So David Mil- Davis Mills did replace Terod Taylor about halfway through the game in week two. And he threw 18 passes and nine of them went to Brandon Cooks. Three of them went to the tight end position, and only two of them went to the running back position. So this will, I I do believe that his tendency will be to throw towards the wide receivers a lot, whether that is just his tendency or the coaches, or perhaps it was just because it was late in the game and Davis Mills was trying to win the game and not necessarily just... um, you know, play well in his first couple throws. So I'm curious to see if in the scheme they incorporate a lot more of Brown and Atkins receptions to them at the tight end position and with the running backs in the backfield, because you would think that Carolina is going to bring the pressure. They are one of, if not, um, man, I should have looked up the stat, but I think they have the number one offensive pressure or they pressure the quarterback uh, the most often in the first two weeks of the season. So I would anticipate them bringing the rush again against Davis Mills. And I think he's really going to struggle with it, um, especially because he has such little experience. Again, he's only played 11 or started 11 games in college. So this is his 12th game past high school. And when you don't have a good O-line and the pass rush is coming with not the best receiving uh, running backs or aging running backs and not the best receiving tight ends it's not a great combination now so it's just hard to know what what the Houston offense is going to do in this game now one would hope that they scheme a little bit more to the tight ends and running backs just to make it easy for Mills but I do think they're going to be running their their running backs right up into a stout defense probably a lot of pretty packed boxes there and I do not imagine this offense is going to be anything close to effective in week three now like I said Brandon Cooks might have an okay day fantasy wise again he got nine of the 18 targets that Mills threw last week, which is huge. Um, 50% target share is is very high. And Brandon Cooks deserves it. I mean, he's a phenomenal wide receiver and definitely the best one on this offense. But we'll see if he's going to be effective in that role. He wasn't super effective on those targets last week. And he in, historically has specialized as a downfield receiver. And you to be a successful downfield receiver, you need a quarterback who has time and the ability to get there. Um And the one thing that Mills I do not think is going to have in this game is time. So I don't know how successful Brandon Cooks is going to be, but I do think he is going to get a lot of the targets. Now we are going to see Anthony Miller, who is probably one of the more underrated talents at wide receiver in the league. He was a healthy scratch the first two weeks this season, but he had a injury preseason that might have um, affected that healthy scratch quote unquote maybe it wasn't the most healthiest of scratch but either way he was traded later in the offseason to this team so maybe they just wanted to give him some time to adjust or they didn't trust him yet one way or the other he should be starting which um is very exciting for him very exciting for me I've liked Anthony Miller for a little while now and I was very excited when he was traded to Houston with Nico Collins their rookie being out um they really only have Roberts Conley Miller and Cooks and Miller has always benefited really well in the slot and on short routes. I don't know how much he's going to see the field. I hope he plays second to Brandon Cooks a good bit. Um, and like I said, he's very, he's a really solid route runner. He's got good hands. So he could be a nice weapon for Mills to go to with Cooks drawing a lot of attention and I would assume a lot of stacked boxes. But 
Terod Taylor was this offense. He was the reason why they were surprisingly good um, on offense. Now, it could have been, you know, some new coaching, the new coaches they got in um, David Culley, but uh, it was Terod. When you have such a bad offensive line and not great weapons, you need a mobile quarterback in the modern NFL. And Davis Mills is a little mobile. He's got great physicality and a really good built body for it, but that in cons- or that inexperience that he's had, I think will really show. In the couple of runs he attempted last week, he just started that move way too late. Um, and in the NFL, when the pressure's coming, you have to... It's, it's hard. It's a hard skill to know whether you just need to step forward or you need to step forward and take off. And he seems to be just inconsistent and a little indecisive with when to run. And I think that just comes with that inexperience. So I think the potential is definitely there for him. I just don't know how much we're going to see of it in week one, especially against this tough, tough Carolina defense. So honestly, I really don't see Houston doing much of anything. I know they've put up a combined 58 points in the first two weeks, which is nuts to think about. But Honestly, I would be surprised if they got, you know, more, a couple touchdowns, let alone more than that um, in this game. Carolina's defense is a little bit weaker in the secondary. Well, not not the secondary, just at the strong safety position. So Carolina's defense has two, they've had two very good cornerbacks to start the season in Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn was uh, the... um, He was cornerback, taken eighth overall in the first round. He's this big cornerback. He's very quick. He tracks the ball super well, um, and he plays really safe. So they already had a really solid duo of cornerbacks, and now they're getting A.J. Bouye coming off of his two-week suspension, and he's playing his former team, the Texans. So I would think he's really going to bring it this this first week, um, even though he might be, uh, well, he might be a little slow just with that rust, but... Either way, Carolina has three really solid cornerbacks, and when you're when Houston doesn't have great receiving tight ends and they don't throw to the running backs well, that's not a great combination for basically you're mostly throwing to the wide receivers and your wide receivers are going to be covered by great cornerbacks. That's a really bad combo. Another reason why I don't think that the Houston offense is going to be able to get much done this week. However, Carolina doesn't really have anybody at strong safety that's worth talking about. They have some young people that are are solid enough, but like I said, no one that is uh, a true game changer. They do have Chin there at free safety, who's very solid. Um, so it's not like it's totally out of the realm of possibilities for um, Mills to get just enough time from the offensive line for Cooks to get open and to hit him deep. That could totally happen, absolutely. But... I really don't see much else happening in this offense other than uh, the way of that. And of course, the Carolina front seven is really solid. We've seen that in the first two weeks. The only real injuries they have to deal with for Carolina is um, Utor Gross Matos, one of the defensive ends, but he's not even the starter. He's a rotational defensive end. So I just don't know. I don't know at all how this um, Houston offense will score, but we've seen in the the first two weeks already some crazy, crazy things happen. So um, it's not out of the, the realm of possibilities. Looking when Carolina has the ball, this Houston defense is not great. They let the Jags put up 21 on them and the Browns put up 31 points. 
And this Carolina offense has been playing really well. Sam Darnold has been playing really well in comparison to what, at least what a lot of people expected him to play. And they have a lot of weapons. Of course, they have McCaffrey. And oh my goodness, McCaffrey. I'm so glad that he is just back, at least for now, and just dominant again. It is so great for the sport of football and for fantasy. On top of that, you got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, really solid wide receivers. And Terrence Marshall, I think, could have a nice day against this Houston defense. For Houston, this defense is really beat up on top of not being that great. Well, sorry, not really beat up, but they have a, lo- a couple of injuries, whereas Carolina is a mostly healthy team. So they're missing Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who's dealing with a thigh injury still. That is their um, their linebacker. And then we have Mitchell, their cornerback. Their second, Pretty much their second best cornerback is likely to miss week three, along with their free safety read. So they're missing a couple of pieces in this already not great secondary um so i do think carolina is going to be passing all over them and running all over them carolina will have a decent offensive line in comparison to the houston defensive line so mccaffrey should just have a huge day on the ground and in the air and like i said i do think this could be a good game for robbie anderson and terrence marshall to step up um Maybe see a little bit more usage out of the tight end position with Reed, the free safety being out. And a big reason for the, I think, Robbie Anderson and Terrence Marshall having good games is because they've got King on the, King, the cornerback for the Texans, who is really solid. And if he doesn't shadow uh, DJ Moore the entire time, I do think he's going to be covering him a good bit. So I think that Robbie Anderson and Marshall could get some good looks. And it's just a good opportunity against a, um, likely bad team or bad defense to try to get some more explosiveness out of other offensive options so you can uh, as a Carolina offense and coaching staff kind of play around and see with a little bit more what you have generally um, if if it wasn't obvious I think the Panthers are taking this game very easily the line currently is Carolina minus eight and I'm taking that um and the over under is at 43 I'm also taking the under there just because it's a short week and I don't know how much this Houston, like I said, this Houston offense is going to be able to get it done. Now, the one weakness of the Carolina Panther defense is in the deep secondary at the safety position. So I could definitely see, like I said, Houston getting a deep touchdown, getting, and if it's not even a touchdown, you know, gaining a couple of chunk plays, getting in field goal position. Um, so I do think it's going to be a very close over-under. Anytime you have a low over-under, it's 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 always going to be fairly close, one would think. But it's still enough for me to take the under there. And other than that, like I said, I, I think Terod Taylor was a major, major reason that this Houston team, but especially the offense, was a little surprising to start the year. And I don't think that's going to continue. I think we're going to see the Houston offense that everybody predicted to see in the preseason. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future of Davis Mills. I, I think he could be a good cornerback, but I don't see him having a good week this week with all these, all these great players on defense and all the issues that Houston is currently dealing with on their offense on top of all their injuries and things. So it's a pretty easy one. Should not be the most exciting game, but hopefully we get some excitement from it. Take Carolina minus eight, take the under, and hopefully both hit. Other than that, 
Hope you enjoy something from this Thursday night football game. And who knows, the way the first two weeks have gone, anything, anything can happen. It's a great reminder that the NFL is just the greatest sport out there because you never know. And you really like to think you know, but you never know. All right, people, let's, uh, let's have a good week three. Let's make some money. Let's win some fantasy games and have a good time. All right, peace out.